Hello and welcome to another episode of This Particular Album is Very, Very Important to Me. I'm Joel Spence. And I'm Deborah Tarika. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. Deb, what is your favorite bird? My favorite bird? Mm-hmm. You really threw the... I yeah. don't... Oh, God. Um... Well, maybe it'll come to you. Um, so <laughs> this is why you let's can't go throw right. things at me. Do you let's, have one? Uh, I should have thought about this. It's certainly not a fucking chicken. <laughs> I hate chickens. Um, penguin. Yeah, I guess penguins are penguin. good. Penguin. Flam- flamingos are stinky, but I like them. Yeah. I think I'll have to go with penguin. Owls. No, 100% owls. Okay. Of course, it's owls. Yeah, you're right. Owls are pretty pretty cool okay that was hard all right so just got a text from your husband okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh, this particular song is very very important to me uh what's yours okay we'll start with mine so i did a little research on uh the the year that the featured album uh, came out and i found oh this song i was really into and it's imogen heap is that how you pronounce it? i think so imogen heap hide and seek do you remember yeah. Hide and Seek? Yeah. I don't know if I know it. You know I have to it. hear it. I do? Okay. What the hell is going Part of the appeal of this song is the, just how it sounds. Like she's singing through a vocoder in her synthesizer. And it's hypnotic. And I never really pay attention. It's another one of these songs where I never really pay attention to what the lyrics totally mean and it doesn't really matter uh, because there's like lines that pop up that I hear and I go oh yeah yeah that's really cool but I think the whole experience is just hypnotic yeah Spin it's just one person yeah okay. you know this one? yeah I was introduced to this song through the SNL digital short oh, oh really yeah what was the short it was called uh, oh. dead sister Yes. And it was just like people kept uh, shooting. Oh, shooting. Each other. <laughs> yes. And it, yes. <laughs> and it kept starting over. You're gonna you're gonna get to a specific part of this song where you're gonna be like, Yes, yeah, you know okay. for sure. It yeah. feels familiar. It's very beautiful. Yeah. It matches the mood outside as we're currently recording. Yeah, it's rainy outside. I'm always looking for new music to put on my um, bedtime playlist for when I'm putting my daughter to sleep. And this is very lovely until it ki- I don't know I, I, when when it kicks in. Does it kick in? It's never. It's never gonna. Okay, kick, then this is very. Lovely. But it's just gonna be a part. It's gonna be like ah. Okay. It's the most iconic part of this song. Okay. Yeah. And I would like to think it's because of that sketch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some people may be like, "How dare you?" Yeah. <laughs> Disrespect. You can't like help that, that though. Yeah. She's also playing the chords. Yeah, on the so, on the on the keyboard. Yeah. She's singing like the the fifth or whatever and okay, every gotcha. other or the oh. one. In. Yeah. Do you are you a musician too though, or are you just yeah. you know you do you are. Mm-hmm. And that's a sample that's been used yeah. for Jason Derulo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that okay. I don't know. But you know what? I don't think I know this. I'll, we'll post the link to that short because <laughs> yeah. it, it's great. Yeah, yeah it's the short funny. is great. I forgot all about that. that uh, okay. Oh, I'm excited. Earlier today, I watched a performance of this from her. 
and she doesn't really have all the uh, the vocoder tricks, so it's just her and the piano, and it's still great. It's still yeah. her voice is. And there's something even the performance. She's. Uh, I hate to say this, but sometimes she's a little flat or sharp, but it do, it makes it all the more vulnerable. I think mm-hmm. she's an incredible singer, um, and she has great command of her voice. And uh, I'll post that as well. It's like a, it's great. Yeah, I, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a unplugged almost. Well, this it's it's a performance in Manchester. It's like this festival. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah. Have you ever seen her live? No. Have you? No, I haven't. I'm not a fan. Okay. But I only know that. Just so. that song. Yeah. Okay. And it's not me saying that I'm not a fan. No, no, no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer not to support her. I prefer drums. You don't know her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know much. I don't think I got the full album. Oops. Whoa. <laughs> or did is, we just segue right into your song? Her. <laughs> yeah, this is this is your song. This is my song. So my song, very similar to your choice. Yeah. Okay, I went with the overall theme of the podcast today, which is sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's not the theme of the podcast, but this is, there's a lot of sexy music today. A lot of really horny music. And O-Town is like, to me very horny music i mean i don't get horny listening to o-town i need to be very clear about that (laughs) but like this song is called every six seconds and it talks about every six seconds men think about sex oh right and this all o-town is is innuendo and like these just cutesy little boy band singing about sex yeah they were uh, to to young girls boy band right yeah until you give me some so in college, we didn't really write like full thesis papers where you'd like spend all semester, we did quarters or all quarter like working on something. But this was like the big paper. This was my big like 25 page paper that I wrote. Wow. I wrote about O-Town um, and their impact. This was in 2002. So like right when making of the band had just started. I mean, they're terrible. (laughs) They're terrible, but I love them. And I started off writing this paper about how the effect of like reality TV and how it like blurs with real life and how it affects people in real life um, and what it's doing to society. This was like very early reality TV. Um, And so I, so I used them as the example and wrote my paper on them. But as I wrote the paper, I fell in love with them from Santa Barbara, where I was in school um, a few of us traveled up, Peter, who I talk about a lot, Peter and I did a road trip up to Sacramento to the State Fair to go see O-Town in concert. <laughs> oh, wow. That's tight. <laughs> and they were about as good as you would think they were. They were a band put together that they they are all, I'm sure, very talented men at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but like, they're not good. <laughs> yeah. Were you... Even in college, were you were you older than most of the people at this concert? Yes, like I um, kept wanting to. I kept <laughs> again. My mom listens to this podcast. I don't care. I had a crush on one. Like you, I like forced myself. I like picked one that I loved, and I think the one that I loved was Dan, um, which is a Dan. Kind of, I think he was. This, Again, what if he listens to this podcast? Oh, <laughs> I don't think he was the most popular one. Like uh, Ashley okay. Angel was like the most popular one, and um, whatever. But I was like. I want Dan. Dan. So I just kept going like, I'm 21. (laughs) (laughs) You were holding up your ID. (laughs) I really like, I wish I had a sign that I could have held up to say like I'm 21 because we were very much like the oldest in the crowd. Yeah. Um, But it was a super fun concert. There was like opening bands before it or opening like acts where like one girl's like top broke while she was performing. These are like young, like pop not even stars i mean they these are bands or acts opening up for (laughs) o-town at the state fair um but like there was another like i i used to love pop way more than i do now and like Mm. it was so fun and i still like i have a little o-town magnet on my fridge and i still love them for for what they are you could be a fan yeah 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 Um, i did not like their second album but their first album is very near and dear to me and the, the paper i wrote was like pretty good i think for for that. I don't think I've ever been in a 
you've experienced a situation where you've gone to a concert and there were screams, and I don't think I've been to a show where it's such a teen scream experience but maybe that wasn't like that it uh, it was kind i mean i think it was probably like that but almost fake like that because it was Hmm. it wasn't in sync like it wasn't in sync or backstreet boys where it would be like people like really throwing themselves i mean it was the whole town it just kind of shows you how dumb kids are yeah (laughs) yeah they'll just be like oh this is the new thing oh yeah i think and I, i i think it was like crowded but like not that crowded. Yeah, that's a fair. Like, it's not that we had to go to Sacramento to see them. With, we just... with some screams and one lone voice. I'm 21! <laughs> <laughs> and Peter next to me going, she is! <laughs> Confirming it. You know, I think our culture has shifted to where, like, teen teen heartthrobs and stuff like that aren't aren't really around anymore in the way of like where it's just one and everybody's into that yes. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Justin Bieber may have been like the last one. Oh, that's, that's because now point. it's YouTube stars. Yeah. Like I'm sure Jake so Paul spread can, out. or Aaron Paul, whatever their name. I don't know. The Paul guys. Yeah. The uh, real bad dudes. Rand Paul. <laughs> yeah, Rand Paul. I'm sure when he goes to the mall, <laughs> Rand Paul at the Mall of America is getting flooded but you're right like i i think about that a lot there isn't like celebrity in that way like george clooney yeah there's no like like a list almost doesn't exist anymore in that Mm -hmm. way because there's it's just so spread out that there isn't one way that we watch things there isn't one way that we listen to things yeah jennifer aniston people like that who are like the top of the news at all the time on the tabloids and stuff they're still talking about those people. It's like nobody cares about That's right. totally. Brad and Angelina anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we still talking about this? It is so interesting, and because you can tell the appeal is for fifty-year-olds or whatever. Like, yeah, there was this girl in Birds the other night, and the bartender was like, "Yo, that's she's on Instagram. Like, she's a, I follow her on Instagram, and she's and I looked over, and she looked as if she would be an Instagram model, mm-hmm. and I looked her up on Instagram, and she had like." 40 million followers and i'm like that girl could have walked up and slapped me in the face i would never know who she was so crazy and 40 million people know who she is wow it doesn't we can get her on that this podcast yeah (laughs) she 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 did walk up to me and slap me in the face and said i hate music (laughs) so that might be hard all right we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back Hello, listeners. Thanks once again for tuning in. If you're digging this podcast, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review. Deborah and I love doing this show, and good reviews help us continue to bring fun guests and great albums to you. Special thanks to those of you who already have rated and reviewed. You know who you are, we know who you are, and we're looking forward to reading some new ones. And now, back to the program. Our guest is Carl Tart, writer, performer at UCB on the Herald team Queen George, also a member of the improv sketch team White Women. He's been a writer for Mad TV, Brockmeyer, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, many other things. Oh, thank you. Hi. Hi. Carl hey. Tart, welcome to, the, uh, t- welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. What particular album is very, very important to you? Today's, uh, my pick is, uh, and this is controversial. Mm. Uh, this controversial are- to who? To me, because okay. I'm embarrassed to say. Okay. okay. But also, as soon as y'all hit me up, I was like, I mean, if I'm going to pick any album, any album that I've listened to multiple yep. times and know every song to, that isn't Chris Brown, because we can't talk about that. Yep. Closest we can get to Chris Brown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, only a couple bad guys in this group uh, <laughs> out of four. Um, is Blue Stars by Pretty Ricky. Yeah. Uh, I got some stats for that. So that's uh, released in May 2005 on Atlantic and Blue Star Entertainment labels. Producers are Big D, Jim Johnson, and my favorite name ever, Hardly Davidson, (laughs) Stress, and Troy Taylor. Wait, I just want to really quick, the email that Carl sent us said, Sounds fun, but you may not like my album. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I like that. And then offered us two Pretty Ricky albums, actually. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to the other one last night. I was like, should I talk about this one? But I feel like I got to talk about the first one. You and I play house. When picking, I think the, um, I was going to say premiere album. What is that called? Debut, Debut album. Thank you. <laughs> is like, it's always the, not the better album necessarily, but it's, I find it more interesting to talk about yeah. or, or easier to research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because the second one, they definitely started falling off a little bit. They had, like, two hits from the second one. Maybe one. I think their biggest hit came from the second one. Like, 
the oh. song that made boop. Well, the hot hotline. Or I think on the hotline, yeah, I think it's their one, biggest yeah. hit. And this one had two songs that maybe reached the Billboard Top 100. I think. Brian with me was Brian with me. Yeah, might be made top ten. Yeah, um, but top ten Hot 100 or maybe R and B. Maybe R because it was a big song. Yeah. yeah, I know that it at least was on the Billboard charts. And yeah. your body, right? Yeah. Your body. I re- I remember that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I have to tell you, like, this is I I wouldn't. This is not an album I would put on these days. No. Uh-huh. This whole this whole uh, this whole episode is dedicated to Deborah's mother. I think. I assure you, my mom has turned it off by now. <laughs> but me in high school. Oh, I would have loved this. Yeah. This came out way after I was in high school, but this sent me down a wonderful rabbit hole of the R&B I used to listen to in high school. Yeah. It, it was like a pleasure to listen to this album. You listened to the whole thing? This album? Yeah. Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> oh, I it's, love it. It's... My whole family listened to this album. <laughs> I put it, uh, I was like, I want to see if they have some videos for it. So I just put it up on TV and we all just like... We're playing with May and yeah, <laughs> like listening to this, and she danced a little bit. Grind with me made it to number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. Pretty good. Yeah. And where did your body make it to? That was more popular. Yeah. I thought. Number twelve. Number twelve. Oh. It peaked at number twelve. Huh? Yeah. And, and on the hotline, debuted at number ninety-seven on the Billboard. Let's see. Fifth week, jumped sixty spots from seventy-two to twelve. Nice. The album, the second album, was uh, debuted at number one on the album chart. Nice. Okay, wait, so... All right, so where were you? Take us back. All right. So this this came out in 2005. 2005, it was released. um, But you know how they have songs before the album comes out. Yeah. So Grind With Me came out like... Early, late 2004, I want to say early 2005, like when I first heard Grind. Let's play and Grind with me. So this song right here was just all over the radio. And I loved R&B at the time, and I think a lot of people did. And it was like, it just became so popular. And I was like, 2005, I was 16 years old. This one is important. This album is important because this was when I first started getting the chance to go to parties. Yeah. And this was grind on me. To me. Like it was, and it was my first experiences in life with sexy dancing with girls. Yeah. I think it was a shift in my personality or who I was at my confidence level at all. Because I, I grew up like chubby. And I was always the clown because that was my defense mechanism. Yeah. Like, I adopted self-deprecating humor very early on so nobody else would make fun of me. Right. Middle school sucks. Yeah. So to prevent me from going home every day crying because everybody's roasting me, I was like, I'm going to roast myself. Yeah. And I was, I'm, I've was i also, like, never really been a roaster of other people. Like, you know, we jeer and joke and stuff like that, sure. but I've never. And then once I got to high school, this year was, like, a, a pivotal year for me because it was the second half of sophomore year. And um, I had just I moved back to Mississippi for a half a year. I didn't know that. Yeah. My, uh, so were you born in Mississippi? <laughs> I was. Yeah, I'm I didn't from know Mississippi. That. I okay. moved to LA when I was about nine years old. Okay. And so um, went through middle school here. Didn't like it because that's what people do when they come to LA. They don't yeah. like it until they realize that it's the best city in the country. <laughs> Even people that grew, grew were born in LA didn't like to yeah. drive either. <laughs> if that helps. Uh, but like yeah so I, I went to middle school m- did my freshman year of high school and then my mom found a place to live in Pasadena and so she was gonna uproot me 
from the west side and i was like i've been here four years i finally developed a strong friend bond yeah like i went through middle school and now i'm in high school with these same people we're friends now like i've finally acclimated and she was like and now you're gonna transfer to another school because i can't and she like bless my mom's heart she we commuted from altadena to culver city whoa for the second half of my freshman year every day she did that for me wow just saw because it was a good school i was in a performing arts school i was in the music academy and she uh it's called hamilton high school shout out hamilton go yankees and she drove me every morning and i was late every morning i had jazz band first period and my teacher hated me because i was late every day so for listeners altadena is pasadena is the closest like major city yeah to Culver City, oh we're we're reacting because we know what it's a pain that would be. It's insane. It, we would have to, in order for me to get to school on time at seven fifty a.m., we'd have to leave at six ten, six fifteen. You're you're not only hitting traffic, you're hitting multiple traffic ecosystems yeah. on the way. And we'd have to take the streets because the freeways would be like, yeah. so in order, uh, we wouldn't take like the 134 to, look at us, the California. I know, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> we wouldn't have to take the 134 to the 101 to the to 405 South. Yeah. We would go the two to Alvarado, mm-hmm. Santa Monica Boulevard, and like that. That's insane. And it would take a long time. And my mom, she definitely made me late every morning, but I can't really complain about it because she was making that drive. You could at the time because kids don't understand that, but like... I would be ready. I'd be like, Mom, I'm up. I'm ready to go. And she would like, five more minutes. Uh, Like, you know, just so tired because my little brother's 10 years younger than me, so he was like four. Uh, Did he have to... He got in the car with you guys? Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like, it's like wrapping him up. I'm like, do you need any help? Should I get him ready? Can I do something? Like, I just... I cannot be late anymore, Ma. Mm -hmm. And we never made it out on time. She always had to make food for him and because she's making that trip, she's going to be like in LA for a while so she's got to like prepare to right. herself to do errands and stuff like that and like right. I was late every day and I played saxophone so I'm right in the front yeah. row right. of jazz band <laughs> yeah, you can't and like we're walking and the they're already warming up playing arpeggios and scales <laughs> and stuff and I'm like setting up my saxophone like licking my reed and stuff trying to put it like and my teacher's just like oh Carl like, we didn't yeah. notice you come in <laughs> yeah yeah knocking over stands and stuff it was just awful so she was like we can't do that you're gonna have to transfer and i was like no no you can't take me away from this school and she did and so i was like well i I started practicing football at this school in san fernando valley called red bay academy it's right when you're on the two freeway and you get it all the time Yeah. yeah And uh, it's where they shot the video for Bust Down Tatiana. It's a Blue Faces new song. Okay. I just realized that the other day I was watching, I was like, oh my God, they shot that at Ribet. <laughs> Never knew it was pronounced Ribet. Ribet. I always go, Ribet. Yeah, and that's, what they're, that's yeah. why their mascot is the Fighting Frog. Oh, okay. Because they think it sounds like that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Ribet. All right, so you went to Rebay. So uh, the... I did not end up going there. Oh. I practiced football all summer. Oh, okay. From like taking the bus from my house in Altadena to San Fernando Valley, which is a much was a, a long commute, but easier. Yeah. And we had a three week break at the end of football practice before we started school. And my mom was like, "Do you want to go home for three weeks just to like you know go see your family and stuff?" This and is I was Mississippi. Like, yeah. Home, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah," and I never I didn't come back. Hmm. I convinced my family to tell my mom to let me stay, and I enrolled in school there and realized, oh, I have progressed beyond this. And so that whole six months was tough because yeah. I spent the first half of the year there. My first half of my sophomore year at, in, at my hometown high school, and my cousins were there, but they were different guys than yeah. what I remembered. And, and you wanted like, to be what you remember, yeah. of course. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was not, you know fifth grade or fourth grade it yeah. was these guys have grown up they're developing into who they're going to be as people and mm-hmm. like oh this is different improv I, scene was dead <laughs> no improv scene as a matter of fact th- like here's how uh, this sounds great i'm not going to say that everybody's ignorant down there but right. it's just my personality that i had developed living in la being a goofball and being comfortable making jokes and laughing yep. and giggling was only seen as gay like they just like really and i'm yeah. like that's not 
any correlation. They just well, didn't know how to. Right. And they they thought I acted white, and they like they're like you ain't got an accent no more. And then I came out here, and people were like, man, you sound so country. <laughs> like, you can't like, win. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't win. So half the year, I called my mom with my tail tucked between my legs. I was like, I know you're gonna say I told you so, cause she didn't want me to stay. She knew she was like, yeah. no, you're not gonna stay down there. You're coming back here. And I was like, no, I want I want to stay. I want to stay. So six months in, I was like, mom, I want to come back. But I want to go back to Hamilton. Like, if there's anything I can do, if I can move in with a friend or something. And she had just, she had been looking for places in the area and found one. So we, oh, it wow. matched up perfectly. It's amazing. So, so I got to go back. back. I got to go back, second half of sophomore year. And that was when my life kind of changed from. Uh huh. I lost a ton of weight. <laughs> I was on every sports team, like, and this album was out. And this was the first time that I ever felt girls being into me. Yeah. Right. Like, because this is before, 10th grade? Ele- this now is 10th grade. grade. Okay, yeah, 10th, grade. 10th going into 11th. Great. And it was like, oh my gosh, like, it was the first time that girls, I think, because girls, these are girls that I grew up with, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first time that they were like, oh, Carl's, oh, I, like, I can see Carl in that way now. Mm-hmm. Before it was just like, oh, that's funny, brother, Carl. Also, <laughs> like, you yeah. disappeared and yeah. then oh. came, came back? back. Yeah. Like, so the, you were like, yeah. grind with me? Yeah, <laughs> grind with me. Yeah, Relax your mind, take your time that. with me. But <laughs> this uh, this album also was at the height of uh, AOL Instant Messenger, AIM. And so we all, you know, everybody's on the computers at home at night. Yeah. Not doing homework. Yeah. Not doing. I got a scholarship. Uh, my computer, I got an iBook G4 and an Oxygen 8 MIDI controller from uh, the Jack Elliott uh, Foundation. And it was to produce an album. Like, he get, they pick like 12 to 15 kids in our class to make music. Wow. I did not do it because I was on AIM all night. Clunk. Yeah. That was always so funny for me when I... I took it personally when... Because I just didn't know, I asked a question on somebody. We were just chatting back and forth, back and forth. I think I really liked her. I think that was the thing, and she didn't respond for a long time. And I was just sort of waiting, and then the door shut, mm-hmm. and it was hilarious. It was a hilarious rejection. <laughs> just hearing that door was brutal. Wait, did she log out or did she block I think you? She or? no. <laughs> I think she just didn't know that I had asked her a question. She was oh. like around when, and then it automatically logged her out. Yeah. So there was nothing I sure, did. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, nothing you did. I asked sure. her how much she weighed. <laughs> That's reasonable. Yeah. And she probably went to a scale and then. And, yeah, and died. And died. <laughs> what a terrible way yeah. to go. <laughs> On the scale. (laughs) On the scale, having just been asked, how much do you weigh? Okay, so Grind With Me was like the first one you you heard. Are there there other songs that you were like, oh, this is... Grind With Me was the single, and then the next single was Your Body. I don't think we've gotten to that one. This one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know the song "My Body" um, from LSG. Oh yeah, my body all over yeah. your body. Yeah. This was like part of my rabbit hole going there. Like I heard every time I heard this song, it makes me think of that song because yeah. that song, all, all of my favorite things, I was realizing were 1997 when I was like a sophomore, junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Like right, th- I feel like that's the yeah. the time you wanna grind. I feel like we called it freaking. Yeah. I was, was, like yeah. was it still called freaking? I don't know. Uh, even though I don't even think I did. Right. I was such right. a wall. Not a, I wasn't a wallflower, but I, I still don't like. I love dancing in mm-hmm. groups, and I like dancing with my husband, but like more slow dancing. I don't like, any, like anything that takes rhythm. Yeah. Dancing one on one, it like makes me super uncomfortable still to this day. So it's probably because of like junior high and high school stuff. I think we have some very similar experiences. Yeah. The normal like, high school. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. I, like, I think part of the reason, looking back, that I was in 
a band in high school was there might have been some subconscious oh that means you don't have to dance you provide the music oh, that people so dance to it's just a better i preferred that i prefer that at a yeah. dance yeah yeah i always stuck to the like food i stayed to the side I was just very, I was, I wasn't, I was, I guess I was very shy with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was about that food too. And up until like around the time this mm. album came out, uh, I was, if I was at a party, I would be dancing by myself once again, just trying to make everybody laugh. So like doing yeah. crazy like yeah. moves and stuff, trying to make, oh, Carl, he's a spectacle. Yeah. Like as opposed to. All my friends who are against the wall getting twerked on. Yeah. And that's that another thing we call it. So it's like freaking yep. twerking yep. and like all that grinding. You know, grinding. Yeah. yeah. For when I hear like people out here, like people in the improv community talk about high school parties, how much drinking was involved and in how much I was like, I never drank in high huh. school. And I don't think that was I think the most risque thing that my friends did at parties maybe there was like some weed like the gangsters who at the party had weed or something yeah. or maybe they had alcohol yeah. but like me and my friends didn't drink I, I just hit up my friends asking I was like did, did we drink in high school and they was like no not really that was after like it was soon after we yeah. weren't 21 yet but it yeah. was it wasn't like in high school but we danced very subjectively <laughs> <laughs> I guess I keep thinking about like school dances specifically because like the parties I went to there wasn't dancing okay um there was music but never dancing but there was drinking I mean I guess the, the band that I was in it's not like you can grind to new order <laughs> or speak REM. for yourself well I guess it's true <laughs> um losing my religion twerk that ass <laughs> <laughs> The subject of this album never really changes except for Grillum, I think, is the big boast. Yeah, and that was the song that I would skip. Yeah. That one and My Chevy. My Chevy is I so... Would, those were two that I was like... My yeah, Chevy was is basically a Lonely Island song. Yeah. Like, this whole yeah. band, this feels very Lonely this, Island. They are just a second beat before a third beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're, and they're like, a lot of their lyrics... Like, this, they're not like the best lyrics. I don't no. even mean like... Like obviously they're filthy and there's so much innuendo, but they're they're not even like that creative. No, in no. their lyrics, like you, <laughs> like I really kept waiting to be like, what's this rhyme? Like, yeah. what's this next thing gonna be? And like, how are they gonna get in like handy snacks or whatever? Like something weird yeah. in this one or like, and it's all just like, no, I'm good. sweeter than an hour later. Like, sweeter than an hour later. Like the beta receiver, like the Raiders. Uh, that's well, pretty clever. The Raiders. Yeah, that one was one I of the better ones. You, yeah, like in your body, there's. Uh, I had to write it down, and nothing sounds better than me just speaking yeah. the lyrics. But yeah. uh, get a taste of this salami. Knock, 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 knock you down like a tsunami, busting you like a tummy. <laughs> but oh, busting like a Tommy like gun. A t- oh, like a Tommy. Yeah. I would read. I was literally reading the lyrics, so I just read somebody else's poor translation. <laughs> that's that's so much better. Like but tummy. I'm gonna still choose to believe it's busting you like a tummy, which makes no sense. <laughs> and the, the word them saying the word tummy, <laughs> that's that's helpful. This so the, the personalities of these guys were like this guy. This is Baby Blue. He is like the sex rapper and a little bit more hardcore. Thought he was a better rapper, and then you got Spectacular. Who was like the slow voice I'm about to put this thing on your baby and then slickum would always rap about food what i was noticing <laughs> so he would always compare food to, to like sex, yeah. Yeah. eating you like a bag of chips like he's like the crazy one he was yeah, all, he yeah, was the yeah. crazy one he's still the crazy one yeah. he's yeah. got like nine kids these guys aren't that old like because no. i was like 15 or 16 and they were like 20. yeah and so they're like 34 now yeah and like and they've recently Re- reunited. Yeah, I'm going to the concert next month. Are you? Yeah, That's I am. So fun. Uh, the Millennium Tour because it's all the groups like B2K, Chingy, Lloyd, uh, Pretty Ricky. It's everybody who I listen to. Amazing. Growing. So if those guys can all stick together, because I know they all hate each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right after this album, who left? Pleasure P. Well, yeah. he no Pleasure or P stayed for the, the second. second yeah. And then they get, they replaced him with uh, Lingerie. Uh, and they had like one song with him, but it wasn't good. It, was, yeah. it wasn't the same Pretty Ricky. Also, I had went to college by that time. It was it was done. Pretty yeah. Ricky. 
spectacular actually became a pretty successful business. That's man. what I was reading. Like yeah. he's like, a, like an entrepreneur and does like speak, like does, yeah. does speaks. Yeah, does, does, he does, does speak. He goes out and speaks. Uh, <laughs> he has a company called Ad Wizard, which is like you ever look on Facebook and you like follow a celebrity on Facebook and they post like random memes and stuff. It's like yeah. I know George Clooney is not posting this with the caption LOL. Yeah, he created that. Oh wow! So it's like you buy celebrities' profiles. And you run their pages for them. That's and you amazing. post for them. That's wow. so smart. Yeah. That's he did so it very smart. early. Oh, uh, can he I? He created a Grumpy Cat. Really? Yeah. Really? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I want to take a second and go through Pretty Ricky's Twitter feed. Okay. For a second, because they, I don't know who's running it. May, may be spectacular. Oh, yeah, maybe so. But I don't know. They tweet exactly once a day inspirational <laughs> messages really which is like kind of amazing it's yeah. kind of funny but also like Nothing the more i read it the more i was like this actually might be very cool for people but some like just every single day a failure is not always a mistake it may simply be the best one can do under the circumstances the real mistake is to stop trying mm. then mm. there's like there are going to be lots of hard times in your life, but those hard times only make you stronger in the end. Like they just every single day, stay strong, be positive. We all struggle sometimes. Now let me put this thing on you. Yeah, yeah. But it's like from from these albums <laughs> to this mm-hmm. is so funny. Where like, like the, the some of the lyrics in their songs are so fucking bonkers. Yeah. And then this, which is like so I don't know. It's it's like kind of amazing. I mean, funny. obviously, there's personas and there's yeah. like, who they are, but I don't know. I think it's very funny. They like, also had this sort of boy band image to me. Like, it's funny you brought O Town in because I was watching what video was it? Your body or grind with me or something? It's all. Were they from Miami? Yeah. They just had this. I don't know. This sort of. Harmless yet risque quality to them. Uh, I think they kind of are a boy band. Yeah, yeah. They just yeah they rapped about a lot of sex and they had the singer to try to soften the blow. But then they also talked. What I liked about it because it was like for me this was like in my first dealings with girls and stuff. Yeah. It, they had a song on the album that was for which later became Drake. But for me, but like they had like the song like. Uh, can't let you go and yeah. uh, juicy and all this yeah. like juicy juicy and AJ nothing but a number of the songs that when you heard those opening licks everybody went to the dance floor. Yeah, those were the ones. So it's like grind on me was just like the hit, but like juicy and AJ nothing but a number. AJ uh, nothing but a number. I saw the title of that song and I went oh fuck. And yeah, then I listened to it and thought, I was like okay, it's yeah. the reverse. Yeah, yeah. The reverse. we're trying to get with it's older. It's not R-, R. Kelly's uh, defense. Yeah, no. And it's it's so funny because I looked at the YouTube comments for that one and like most of them are like I like this song. Some yeah. of them are like if she's old enough. Like they're very like. And then there was one that was like this one like sociopathic rant that was like. I love this song. I would like to take a woman home. Uh, we would lock eyes in the club, and then I'd take her home. We'd make passionate love, and right as I was coming, and blah, blah, Like, it's this, like, really, like, elaborate fantasy. And then I'd whisper, I love you to her, and then I'd finish. We'd both finish, and then I'd go, get the fuck out of my house, oh you my cunt. God. <laughs> there are no mistakes. Read, get, uh, read us. Go a, find it because it's so. I mean, like. We need to read another inspirational quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. comments. To devote all that time to writing hey, that story. Kill them with success and bury them with a smile. Oh, whoa. All right. That's nice. That's nice. Every day weekly, let's open very easy to meet in the Baby boo, B-A-B-Y-B-L-U-E. Do you know every single word to every yeah. single song? I know most of them. Yeah. But my thing was, my other friends would be like rapping. I was the, um, pretty, uh, like, uh, Marcus, um, Pleasure P. That was my, uh, that was like That was my, your voice? Uh, yeah, I would sing. We actually lip sync, lip synced, what is it, is it lip synced? I think oh. so. We did it on the hotline in a high school 
talent show. And it was it was very funny and people liked it. I bet the visual of that was better than the video that they had for it. Oh, that video was so stupid. <laughs> so bad. It's just green screen, them dancing like in front of Japan. <laughs> it's amazing. Did you listen to this um it like with your mom around? No. Well, I had headphones in, like if she was in the living room watching TV, and I was in, my desk was like the kitchen table. Yeah. And I had my laptop set up, and I was just, it was just that. Every night after practice, like, you run home, throw your, like, throw my pads (laughs) in the garage, and then just sit. Mm-hmm. Funky as hell yeah. from football all day. <laughs> right. And my mom's like, go get in the shower. <laughs> I'm like, ah, ah. but I'm going to miss something. Yeah. Teenage boys are like, very gross. Oh, yeah, disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, uh, I was curious, like, if you, because, like, the songs that I like, most of them, like, I would die of embarrassment if I listened to around my parents. I think most people did. But even, I think I even selected some of the songs that I liked. Um, just in case they listen to it. like the the R&B that I did like was like a little more tame I mm-hmm. think or it sounded a little more melodic so yeah. I don't know and I don't know if it was a conscious choice to like do that but I couldn't I mean I get embarrassing about my mom listening to me now mm-hmm. <laughs> I told her I talk about her all <laughs> I know <laughs> I never like played this in the car with my mom or anything yeah. like that like it was all when, when my mom's in the car it's always stuff that she has to like yeah. Uh, what was she listening to? At that time, in 2005, in the car, probably R. Kelly. Some yeah. like, yeah, like some R. Kelly album or something like that. Or Usher. Or, I know Usher and R. Kelly had a Best of Both Worlds or whatever. It was, it was something that was going on around that time. But that's that was more her speed. Yeah. And it would be old stuff. Like she would listen to TP2.com, like remixed Ignition CD a lot. She liked R. Kelly a lot. Yeah. She's struggling. That's with hard. The, uh, yeah. Because it. <laughs> But I know my mom knows that he's awful. Uh, it's a weird thing with like black celebrities and their uh, when they do bad stuff because it's no secret that like successful black people do get harassed and t- try yeah. to take. So like everybody's always like, no, we got no. What? Yeah, like yeah, even yeah. even though now I think that that documentary was very good. Yeah. For all of us to be like, yeah. and also it got turned into such a joke that we completely ignored, like, the state of that girl yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff like, and how bad this guy actually was. It just got turned into such like fodder. It's what we did with. I mean, I feel like we've been talking about that a lot off mic, but like Lorena Bobbitt and um, like uh, Monica Lewinsky and Anita Hill, like all of those, like. All, everybody is put down to a punchline yeah. and it's almost always at the women's expense Yeah, and then we move on unless you can and then we look back and yeah. go what were we thinking it's yeah. crazy yeah that's that's. were you that. able to did you have a girlfriend in high school uh sorta girlfriends like I dated it just kind of dated yeah. yeah then you know it's high school relationships I credit my first girlfriend being when I was like 22 Gotcha. Like, because it was the first time I was like in a relationship, yeah. going on dates and stuff like that. But other than that, it was just kind of like, oh, me and this girl are holding hands and canoodling for three weeks. Yeah. And now we're not. Which <laughs> then, is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, they talking? Like, talking. It was like, yeah. And it, that was the gossip. Like, you know, you know, these two people are talking. Because <laughs> even dates, like, how do you date, date in high school? Yeah. It yeah. Just, I didn't have no money. Yeah. My mom didn't have any money. Like, we would all go out as groups. Like, yeah. To the Grove or to Pacific theaters and stuff. I remember. I feel like my parents commenting on it or their friends going like, "Kids dating groups now." Like that's and it is, mm. and I don't know what it is now, it but I all, assume it's the same. Yeah. Everything was always determined by whose parents were out of town, and I'm looking back, going, "Why were parents going out of town so much?" <laughs> uh, because there was always a house uh, that was like, "Oh, it's yours this week. Great, we'll go over to there," and there there was drinking and. Sound like a cop. There was drinking involved. Times change so quick. Like, 
weed was so stigmatized when I was in high school that it was like if you had your, if you smoked weed, people were like, oh my god. Like, oh, they smoke weed. Oh, like, yeah, they're pockets. And, yeah. yeah. You're categorized. And, yeah. and, and then, like, now all of our younger siblings are all, like, like, I found a pack of Swishers in my house. Yeah. At my mom's house. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, in my room. I'm like, I've never, I never smoked like that. Like, yeah. smoking tonight. If you come out to uh, uh, 2F and High, UCB. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, but. It, I never was a smoker like yeah. until very very recently, and I still don't like that. Like yeah, it's very like if everybody's standing behind UCB passing around a vape pen, I may like yeah. consider myself. And then I'm always like, what am I doing? It's still, <laughs> I still think of it. In, uh, it's yeah. hard to break that taboo like feeling because I did smoke some weed in high school, and then stopped in college because I was like I don't want to do this I just didn't like it that I, I mm. liked it in high school and then it started feeling I didn't like it as much but then I just got very square like and so like I did I there was like a 420 I'm 2F and high that I was at and I like I wish I could turn off that part of my brain that's like oh my god this is crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I still look around because I'm not high because all I, I am like the like suburban mom in that part where I'm like I like my weed blueberries I will have an occasional I haven't had one I since to be before home. I was pregnant yeah. but if I'm home and I'm safe I yeah. can have like I just like I just weed is so still foreign yeah. to me but but also like we've given my dog CBD oil and it doesn't matter mm. so yeah. I don't know it's crazy it's, it's weird yeah my, my little when I found out my little brother was smoking he's 10 years younger than me so he'll be oh he'll be 20 tomorrow be 20 years old tomorrow. My That's little brother's gonna be 20. When this comes out, he will be 20 because yeah. we don't know when this is. Oh, gonna. yeah, <laughs> but um, but happy birthday, yeah, man. 20 years old. It's hard to believe, but he when I saw those swishers in the room and I saw him in like his Instagram story, like how the kids do when they're like listening to hip hop music and it's just like really close up on their face, like while they're smoking, and it's just like, what are you doing? Clouds. Who is this appealing to? Yeah, yeah. girls like this, yeah, like is this, <laughs> yeah. is this what the girls like? Yeah. Uh, and he's like in his dorm room. I'm like, don't. I was like, that's. He goes to college in Mississippi, and I'm like, do not. Like, Oof. weed is not legal there. You're not in L.A. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. But both my mom and his dad follow him on Instagram, so I'm like, I guess my mom is know. okay with this now. Yeah. Yeah. She would have thrown me through a wall. Yeah. The worst thing I did was get bad grades. Yeah. Like, I was a model kid. Uh, I yeah. just could not get it above a D in math. That's hard. <laughs> That's hard. And a D was passing, and I could play basketball if I got a D. So I'm yeah. like, all right, well, I know I'm going to get a B in English. A B in uh, A in history, a B in history or whatever. Like I got basketball, that's so that's automatic A. Like the te- like our coach didn't. He just like marked A. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, so that's four points. We would calculate the GPA, and, uh, and but then like math was always like, all right, that's probably gonna be an A. Science, like, you're okay. Science was always on the fence. Yeah. As it got harder, once you got like chemistry and stuff like that, it was like I hated uh, chemistry. That's another I hated D. Hated chemistry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you? So what before this? came out was it like a new um, style of hip-hop uh, for you or uh, when Pretty Ricky came out what were you listening to before was no it, like- it was before that I would say this is like uh, before that it was just the radio yeah I realized well, I was like I didn't have CDs I I didn't buy CDs I didn't really ask for them yeah. it was just like listening to the radio so whatever was on at the, on Power 106 yeah, yeah. Was, is what I listened to gotcha um, so I knew music but I didn't I wasn't like an album guy like I look at my friends like Ronnie who like knows all like east coast hip hop and all that type of stuff and who had CDs uh, I didn't have those things my friends I would go to my friends houses and they had like West Side Connection CDs and like the Ice Cube or yeah. you know Dub C and like yeah. stuff like the the music at the time the Chronic 2001 was a big thing around that time um, but I never asked I didn't, it was a lot of stuff I didn't ask for because I didn't think my mom would say yes to me. and right. she probably would have yeah but 
and if you have access to it in other ways and if you're satisfied through the radio like yeah and you know what i was into what i would ask my mom for was stand-up dvds mm. and I comedy like that. i would we would go to amoeba yep. and i would be like oh my can i get this eddie murphy tape can i get it? and she was like yeah get it like that was what my so i knew that stuff while my friends like could rap whole eminem albums i like I didn't. I didn't yeah. like unless I went to friends' houses. Yeah. yeah. So this changed that. Yeah, because this is when I got my laptop and I was able to download. This was the, oh, yeah. this is the LimeWire era. Yeah. <laughs> I remember LimeWire. Yeah. yeah. So by that time, like 2004, 2005, like through throughout high school, it was so much time spent on devices. But this is mm-hmm. what this like how these kids now never look up from their devices yeah like i feel like my generation started that yeah like, no, I'm like yeah, oh flagship, wait yeah. a minute we can stay at home <laughs> nah this is still kind of boring let's go hoop yeah or let's go to the grove let's yeah. go but it was definitely like while we were at home on school nights when we couldn't go out it was all night until I, midnight i just watched eighth grade last night mm-hmm. and it's that it's like 100% oh, oh, that. The movie eighth yeah, grade, the movie 8th yeah. grade. Yeah. I just went and sat outside in 8th grade. <laughs> no, that is something you do. <laughs> Does that take place in 2003? No, it takes place now. Oh, So, now? I mean, it's it's like them on their devices the entire time. Okay. Um, and like not coming up for air at all. Yeah. So after you said you sort of, when you went to college, did you shed the skin of this kind of music? Did no, you, you kept it. Kept it. Yeah. By that time, let me see, 2007, uh, Drake had kind of taken over at that point. Yeah. Like he, it was, it was going into. I've always liked R&B. R&B has always yeah. been more of my favorite than rap. And I like rap, but I like soft rap. So when Drake came out. And it was like around this time of trying to discover who I'm gonna like. I didn't have this high school identity anymore. I wasn't a kid anymore, and it was scary. Like I'm like like my brother right now is at the probably the worst year you could be at because you're too old to be your young self and you're too young to be an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Like he can't right. drink, he can't buy alcohol and stuff like that. But he's also like if he were to go back to his high school, I'm like what's up, y'all? I'd be like get your twenty year old ass out of here. <laughs> yeah. Because like, <laughs> we definitely would like go back and play basketball with like oh, yeah. the team and stuff yeah. when we didn't have anything to do. It's right when I was when I told you when I saw the, your first improv class, like the day I graduated high school, it was like around right before I started doing improv and I was just lost. And I was like, okay, well, I'm done at college. Yeah. I'm not going back. I, I dropped out after the first year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was like, all right, I got to figure out something to do. And so I was back, like, calling myself, like, volunteer coaching at my high school just because I didn't have anything to do. Sure. And I missed that. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, you old. Oh, it's OG. <laughs> it's like, I'm OG? Like, y'all remember me. Y'all were freshmen <laughs> when I was a senior. Like, y'all know who I am. There is that weird age where it's just like you can't. Like you, if you were the coolest person in the world, and then there's like the next day, it's like no, you cannot be here anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what high school is. But Happens at UCB yeah. too, and that's what yeah, <laughs> and that's when I found improv. Like later that year, yeah. I was like, oh, I guess I'm gonna start doing this. I want to ask you, because I know you're a huge Martin fan, or you mm-hmm. were a huge Martin fan. Did the name bring you? Because Pretty Ricky's a character yeah, from Martin. Pretty did, Ricky, what they call him. Yeah. <laughs> was it so? Like, was that uh, like an even more like appeal to I you, or did that matter? I don't think it mattered. Okay. Yeah, I I thought it was. I, they that's where they got it from. Uh, Ricky Fontaine, <laughs> Pretty Ricky, what they call him. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I didn't. I didn't even think about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I like saw it Until and it later. made me go back and watch like some old Martin clips yeah. and stuff and like the clip. It, Joel, if, if you didn't see it, it's uh, when they went back to their high school reunion okay. and Martin wanted to prove to everybody that he was like he had his own TV show at the time, he was a talk show host and yeah. stuff like that. And it was all like they was always talking about this dude Ricky Fontaine, 
Like, oh, okay. and every time somebody would say his name, it was like this runner where they would like trail off and go, "Pretty Ricky," what they called him. That <laughs> <laughs> was such a funny like in the description of them, like how they got their name. Of them, like we would wear fur in the summer. We would dress differently. We'd wear fur in the summer when everybody else yes. was wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah. like, some people called this Pretty Ricky. I'm like, yeah, it's a good, good reason to pick that name. Yeah. yeah. You and me get down like two flats on the side of the street. First, I gave my heart, then I gave you the key. Then I stepped up to the. Is there another song that we have? We got through the whole album. We, we, yeah, we've. Yeah. Oh, do you know what Blue Stars means? No. Okay. I think that's something that they. Because I know one is like Spectacular Blue Smith, and the other one's named Diamond Blue Smith. I think that's because they're brothers. Yeah. Right. And then I think. Pleasure P and Slickham is their cousin or something like that. And yeah. So maybe it's just that. Did you see them live ever? No. So you, no. So this is gonna I didn't go to concerts one. when I was younger. Yeah. I never, I think something about it was one thing's like me trying to save my mom money. And the other thing was, I think I was anxious about being around that many people. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't want to be bumped into. I didn't want to. Concerts are scary. <laughs> yeah. So this will be the first time that I'm seeing them live uh, next month. Do you, uh, who are you going with? Uh, my high school friends. Yeah. Oh, great. Who um, is it? Like a small group of you that always like who? Y- you know, there's there's like a big group of us that we all get together like once a year. My yeah. friend has a Christmas a Christmas Eve party every year, so that's kind of like how we all reconnect that's after fun. a year of not seeing each other. Even though we're all here in the same city, we it's just hard. are all doing our own things. Yeah. You know? uh, and living different lives and stuff. So like a group of like ten of us. Like everybody, my friend Imani like organized it and bought all the tickets. Imani, I still see a lot because she still she likes improv, so she comes to white women shows and stuff. But uh, she uh, organized it. It was like ten people coming. Everybody get your 2004 baggy jeans and throwback jerseys, and we all going to this. Everybody's dressing up to go to this oh. tour, watch B2K and Pretty Ricky. Where, where's the? It's gonna be the forum. Forum. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's gonna be April thirteenth. So, so I'm just like hoping that these guys can stay together. I just know <laughs> I bought the insurance on Ticketmaster. Just to get, I'm like I'm gonna get my eighty dollars back because you motherfuckers. You, I already know that it's gonna be like y'all not gonna stay together. <laughs> like so they funny. hate each other. Oh man, what do you? Is there like one song in particular that you hope that like that you can't wait to hear live? Um, I can't wait for B2K to do "Why I Love You," which was my favorite song by them, and. Pretty Ricky, whatever they do is fine. As long yeah. as they don't do nothing that was on any of those later albums. Yeah. <laughs> They've yeah. got that new sing- one new single, right? Or good Girls. Be- I like that one. Okay. That one's a good song. They sampled, uh, you gotta be good, you gotta be bad, oh, you gotta fun. be wiser. Uh, Desiree. Oh, yeah. And by the end of the album, like on the, on the, the last song of this album is called uh, Girlfriend. Yeah. Like, And it's like, now we're being sweet. After we have... Ravaged you the whole. Oh no, not that one. Uh, I think we played it already. But that's that's the last song. You had me falling like some leaves in the summer. You had me fixing things like I was a plumber. You do the math. So this is the one where they're like sweet, earnest puppies. Yeah. Also, they they say they're looking for a cutie pie. Yeah. In uh, your body. They're nice guys. They're nice guys. Good boys. Yeah. Well, did you hear that lyric that he just? Uh, so this is like such a high school thing, like uh, a little bit, a little bit further back. All right, let's see. Yeah. Now listen to this part. I started out talking to your best friend. The next thing I knew, you were my girlfriend. I got beef with your ex-boyfriend, but it's all good. Cause you're like it's such like that's such high school relationship. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, you're right. I was talking to her, but me and her started like we, we were on the phone talking about her when we was like, I mean, maybe we should talk. And now everybody's mad. <laughs> all in like, one party in 15 minutes. Yeah. All these I definitely have had some time like where the, the the best friend calls the other friends like dude oh we'll all be on three way this is so snaky when you think about it yeah by that by that girl like to do that because it will be like we're all on three way at a time yeah 
because maybe her dad doesn't let her be on the phone. So she had to call the house and be like, hey, is, is so-and-so home? Right. And he'd be like, yeah, baby, how you doing? Oh, that's funny. Tell your, tell your dad I said, hey. And then, <laughs> and then like, then they're like, okay, we're going to call, call him on three-way now. Gotcha. And now we're all talking. And then after that girl has to get off the phone because she's got a curfew, the other friend calls back. And keeps <laughs> off. Oh, wow. I thought you were doing, because I feel like we used to do this where it was like two people and then one person silently listening to oh, see, like. To catch. Yeah. Ugh, girls are mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always come back. Like, girls are mean. Girls are mean. And then, and then the dude gets in trouble because he's like, I think about that. It's like the, now the guy's in trouble, even though the girl was the one who was. Yeah. I had this happen to me one time. A girl who was on a track team with me, and I played football with her boyfriend, who they were together for a long time. Uh, they might still be together. They might be married now or something. But like, um,. I told her, I was like, oh, what's up with your friend? Like, I want to talk to her. We took the bus together. I noticed that one day she was on my same bus route, and she got off, like, one stop before me. And I was like, I want to, like, talk to her. This is the first girl I ever, like, fooled around, like, made out with, like, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, her friend, started being like, why you don't never call me? I was like, what? You Earl's girlfriend. Like, what are you talking about? No. Yeah. Right. And, and. Then I told that girl that, and she was like, "Oh, I can't stand that bitch. Like, <laughs> she, she always doing some. They always doing that. Like, like it was. I'm like, wow, this is. But then if I had to talk to both of them, it'd be like he. Uh, it's oh, like, yeah. why am I right. in trouble? Right. I've never had this attention in my life. Two <laughs> girls liking me. That's why you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, should we get into what we learned today? Yeah. Um, I uh. I learned how cool your mom was for doing driving you all that way. That's yeah. a, those are a lot of miles. That's a lot of time in the car because yeah. she had to drive back. Um, and uh, that you are were back and forth from Mississippi for in that what town in Mississippi? Pascagoula. Where's that? It's on the very bottom, uh, southernmost tip of Mississippi. Okay. Right on the Gulf Coast, yeah. Right on the Gulf Coast. Wow. And who did you stay with when you were back there for that one little time? My dad's mom. Your dad's mom. So my grandma. Um, the grandma that I was raised with, because my parents worked together. They were young when they had me. But, like, they, uh, the grandma that I was raised with, was we had to put her in a nursing home because she had Alzheimer's. Gotcha. And so uh, I couldn't stay with her. So I was that was another problem because I was like, I never grew up with this side of the family, like, this is just like for holidays and for weekends and like, you know, and so yeah. now I'm living with a grandma who always was kind of mean to me. She was my mean grandma yeah. and like my other grandma I can't see because she's so sick. Hard. It was tough. So I was just like, I think that like that whole six month experience was just like, I guess L.A. is where I is your am lady now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, mine is similar. Like, I did not know you were from Mississippi. I know we've talked about L.A. before. Mm-hmm. And growing up in L.A. and anytime we've talked about it, I go, we won't have any people in common because I'm very old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where'd you go to high school at? Uh, Landmark. It's called Westmark Landmark. now in Encino. Oh, okay, okay. Very tiny little school. Um, but, yeah, I didn't know Mississippi. I didn't know. I thought you were born here. And yeah, no, nah, I was born there. And then I also didn't know Altadena. Mm-hmm. Altadena. What did you learn? Uh, I learned that. You were 21 at that Old Town concert mm-hmm. that y'all drove up. You went to UCSB. Uh-huh. So I learned that. I learned she went to UCSB. I mean, this isn't a quiz. Just like, I feel uh, like you're telling me. Oh, you um, like and Joel, like I you learned that you, uh, you went to a party where there was uh, <laughs> some drugs at me. Like, minimal drugs. There was drinking involved. Yeah. Uh, Just and that you're border, a cop. bordering into ecstasy. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're a, a cop. cop. You have to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, uh, Carl Tart is, uh, like I said before, writer-performer at UCB on Queen George, White Women, uh, writing for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Is there a podcast that you want to... Uh, yeah, if you like subscribing to Patreons, subscribe to The Flagrant Ones. It's a basketball podcast uh, that we talk about, not just basketball. And it's fun. It's with... Uh, Sean Clements and Hayes Davenport of Hollywood Handbook. If y'all like them, you tolerate me. Come on in. <laughs> I tolerate you. I said most of their fans 
most of the fans of the podcast are fans of them. And they're oh, just right. like, oh, and that guy. <laughs> and you are uh, on Twitter at Dammit Carl. Yeah. D-A-M-M-I-T-C-A-R-L. Yeah. Carl Tart, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Us. This has been a real pleasure. Owl. <laughs> Owl. And definitely owl. I, I can't even believe I hesitated. Like way for a over second. penguin, like or like how, yes. what's the distance between I love owl? owls? Uh, a lot. Okay. I got to. I've never held a penguin. I've gotten to. Hold, You've I've, held, I've an held an owl. An owl. I've, yeah. There's a picture on Instagram of you holding an owl. There is. Thank it's you all for cool. listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this particular album. is very very important to me. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at this particular album. Follow us on Twitter at Particular Album. The show is produced by me, Deborah Tarika, Ryan Middledorf, and everyone at Campfire Media. Artwork by James Mulholland. Music by me, Joel Spence. See you next time. Campfire.